for being the great I am that I am. God, we thank you for being the prince of peace. We thank you for being the rose of Sharon. God, we just thank you on this morning for allowing us to be here once again. God, we thank you and we praise you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are truly welcome in this place. And Father, I thank you that this morning our focus is on you, God. That we're opening up our hearts unto you today to hear and see what you have to say or what you're going to do even in this place. God, I bind every opposing spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit of opposition in Jesus' name. I bind every hindering spirit in Jesus' name. God, I bind right now every sickness and every disease and every mind-boggling spirit in this place. And I loose your life in this place. And I loose it more abundantly in Jesus' name. I loose your healing in this place in Jesus' name. For you said you sent your word and you have healed us and delivered delivered us from our destruction. So God, I decree and declare on this morning that we're healed spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, and mentally right now in the name of Jesus. Now, God, I thank you that as I go forth with this word, God, that this word come forth in power and demonstration. And I thank you that it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me because I have been crucified with Christ. So, Father, I thank you and I praise you for your word on today. In Jesus' name, amen. Go with me to 1 Samuel 17, and we're going to hear what the Lord has to say unto his people today. And I believe that the Lord has a word. Amen. And while we get in there, tell your neighbor, say, it's not about you. Say, it's not about you. Say, get over you. Say, when you get over you, God can speak. Say, when you get over you, God can speak. Hallelujah. First Samuel 17, verse 11. First Samuel 17, verse 11. And the word of God reads, When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. I want to bring in this house today. What are you hearing? What are you hearing? What are you hearing? I tell you what, God always have a word because God will take me right back to what he have called me to do and it's dealing with strongholds. And the Lord began to deal with me on that again to bring it back into the house because, you know, as a pastor and as an apostle, as who God has called me to be, at times you you wonder and you begin to talk to the Lord and you say, Lord, what's going on with your people? What What's happening in the house of the Lord? Lord, what are these causes and effects that's, that's happening around us? You know, so the Lord began to take me back dealing with strongholds. In Miracle Temple, we, we talk about strongholds, but I want you to open your hearts this morning and I want you to grab hold because God has medicine for you this morning. God has a cure for you this morning if you want it. 
See, one thing that I have learned when we're going through in our bodies, you know, they have doctors, they have, everybody have a physician, they have somebody they go to when they're sick or they'll go to the ER when their body ain't feeling kind of right. They know they can go to someone and they'll give them something to put that body back in order. And then when they give you that, they give you the prescription, you have to take it because you want to be cured, right? Is that not right? You take it because you don't want your body feeling like that no more. You're getting tired of that feeling. But God gave us a cure over 2,000 years ago. And he gave this cure to each and every individual in this room. He gave this cure even when we weren't worth being cured. Because that's why the Bible says he sent his word, which Jesus is his word, and he healed us. And he delivered us from destruction. That means that he saved us. He totally healed us from the place that the enemy desired us to go. Whether it's sickness, whatever it may be. He sent his word. Jesus came from heaven and he dwelt among us. He was a tabernacle all around us. He took on flesh. The word took on flesh. And he just walked among us. Walked among them in the Bible. But he's walking among us even today. So the Lord began to show me, he said, the problem in the body of Christ is people have strongholds and they don't even know they have them. And until you deal with these strongholds, you're not going to get what God has provided. Because I, I was wondering, I say, God, it's been too long. What's going on? People are not getting what you have already provided for them. God said, because they have not grasped that they have a stronghold in their lives and they're not ready to deal with that stronghold because they don't think they have one. They think they're okay. But I'm here to tell you today, you're not okay. And see, this is why we have a great physician. And this great physician, he lets the Holy Spirit know when we go to the Holy Spirit and we say, or do we go to the Holy Spirit? But when we go to the Holy Spirit and we say, Holy Spirit, what's wrong with me? The Holy Spirit will reveal to you and he'll let you know what's wrong with you. So I'm standing in the place today delivering you a message to let you know what are you hearing? Because if you're hearing the same thing over and over and over again, you have a stronghold. But this is the enemy tactic. This is what he does. And I was ministering to someone and I mean, y'all, I was popping that word, y'all. It was on and popping, as they say. I'm back and forth, back and forth. And my husband's sitting there while I'm steady giving scripture, steady giving scripture. After I'm giving the word of God. They would say the same thing again. They would speak death. And I sat there and I said, wait a minute, God. What's going on with this picture now? The word is going forth. Life is going forth. But why are they still speaking death? And the Lord said, it's a stronghold. So the, the thing is, when you have a stronghold, and I'm going to tell you how you identify one. When someone is giving you the word of God, remember he said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life and so if you're speaking life unto someone and then they go right back to death they have a stronghold in their life because that's what they're depending on this is what they have thought about for so long so it's showing up now so over and over again I'm giving life and they still speaking death I'm telling them you can make it they say no I can't I'm saying this is what the word says well, I understand what the word is saying, but I'm tired. 
over and over and over and over. So the Lord told me, this is what he told me. And then I was speaking to another person and they were saying, you know, the devil, he, he always, you know, it's always the devil. I said, hold it. I said, no, 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 no. He's just doing his job because we allow him to do it. The devil is not everywhere like God is. He's not omnipresent, but this is how he get a hold of you. As a man think in his heart, so is he, so does he become. The more you think about something, that's what you become. So if the enemy can continually get you to think the same thing, he's building a fortress in your mind. A fortress is just like walls around your mind. It's like a safe place for the enemy that's built upon thoughts. A stronghold is built upon your thinking, and that's what puts you in bondage. So the more you think that thought, the more you're building a wall around your mind. So even though that light is trying to come in, it can't penetrate because that stronghold is so strong that light can't penetrate to it until you're willing to let go. So the enemy is like this, y'all. Once he builds his stronghold, he don't have to mess with you no more. Quit giving him praise. He done done his job because you allowed him to do it. So this is what happens. If he has built a stronghold in your life, let's say you've been abused and you haven't dealt with that abuse, whether it's in church, whether it's on your job, whether it's in a marriage, wherever it may be, you've been abused for many years. Okay, you get saved. You begin to serve Jesus and you say, that's the happiest day of my life. But that abuse and all that neglect and all that rejection and all those things that you dealt with, they're still there. He doesn't build a stronghold in your mind due to your way of thinking. One thing you might say, nobody's going to abuse me again. Nobody will never hurt me again. Nobody would ever treat me this way again. Ain't no man, ain't no woman going to tell me nothing. I'm my own man. I'm my own um, woman. Nobody can tell me what to do. So that stronghold is already built. So once you get into that relationship with that man or that woman, you thinking you okay because you dealt with it. But Satan already done set the trap. So once somebody come up to you, now remember this was 20 years ago, and they may say something to you that don't even seem like it's a bad thing, that 20-year-old stronghold pops up and attached to that itty little bitty thing that somebody said, and it makes it greater than it really was because you ain't never dealt with your hurt. It's church folks in here now that have not dealt with church hurt so when you get into a church that's teaching you, that's giving you the word of life, you get so offended at what they're telling you because you ain't dealt with where you've been. And the enemy knows this, so this is what happened. A person that has a fence that's like strong castles, like bars, it is because they were offended over 20 years ago of what somebody did or said, and you just coming in asking them a question. You may say, well, how are you doing? Why are you asking me how I'm doing? That's 20-year-old stronghold that attached itself to that itty-bitty question that they were not trying to say anything against you. 
is strongholds in the house. Look at your neighbor, say strongholds in the house. Say until you deal with these strongholds, you are not going to be able to move forward in the things of God. This is why I say quit playing church. Because until you say, Holy Spirit, I have an offense. And it's got nothing to do with the pastor. This offense go way back that I haven't dealt with through the word of God. So when the pastor say something to me, I take offense at her because I didn't deal with the offense I had years ago. That's the stronghold. So the enemy done done his job so he don't have to mess with you no more because he done set you up right where you are. So quit giving him credit. We give him too much credit. We need to deal with these issues, these past issues, these, this past hurt. And one thing that I learned is, you know what we do? We want a quickie. We want somebody to come in and love us the way we want to be loved. And sometimes we think we're getting that love the way we need to get it. But as soon as they hurt you, you ready to mutilate them because you ain't dealt with the hurt that you had before. So now you making them out to be somebody that they're not because you ain't taking the time to heal. It is time for the body of Christ to be healed from this past issues that we have had. But what we do, we jump into something else. We jump into relationships. We jump and move on to other things to try to smooth stuff over and it ain't happening. In the body of Christ. This is why in the body of Christ, we have so much discord. We have so much jealousy. We have so much of things that we shouldn't have in the body of Christ. This is for the world, y'all. But the reason why we're dealing with it, because we don't want to deal with the stuff that's going on. So this is why God gave me this. It said that when Saul and all Israel heard the words of the Philistine. Now look at this. This is Saul, a king. He's the one that's up over Israel. They were in line, lining up for battle face to face with their opponents. But when this Philistine began to speak to them, they became greatly afraid. They said they became dismayed and greatly afraid. So when I sat there, I said, Lord, what is it that's making them so afraid of this Philistine. The Bible said when they heard the words of the Philistine. It wasn't nobody else there. But this Philistine. They heard his words. They weren't even worried about the army apostle. It was a big army. They were worried about one man. And this is what the Lord began to tell me. Some people not worried about what's going on around with them. Or going on with them. They worried about this one man. Or this one woman. Your whole world could be turned upside down, but because somebody have hurt you, because somebody has disappointed you, you don't see nothing but them. That's something or someone that you idolizing in your life and you can't move on in your life because of that person. So it was just one Philistine. And I began to say, okay, God, what was, what was about this Philistine that was keeping them so afraid? And that's what we do. We always talk about the devil. If it wasn't for the devil with this, if it wasn't for the devil with that, the devil made them do it. And the devil's sitting there saying, I ain't even in the picture. Because I done set up what I needed to set up in you and in them. So I can move on. See, he can't, he can't do what God can do, y'all. And this is what we got to understand. But then God began to show me, remember, they heard the words of the Philistine. 
And the words that he was speaking made them greatly afraid. So I want to ask you, what words have somebody said to you that has brought dread and dismay and has brought fear to the point of you felt like you can't make it? That you can't do nothing else. What are you hearing to put you in a place of standstill to make you think that you have been defeated? This is how they were. But then God began to show me um, how they looked at this Philistine. See, before this Philistine started running his mouth, this Philistine come out and this Philistine was nine feet tall, almost ten feet tall. So can you imagine they saw Goliath and he's very big, very humongous, not only seeing the man, but seeing the armor that this man had on and how much it weighed in his spear. So they began to picture this man, not only hear what he was saying, but picture how big this man was. So they looked at this man. So God says, the things that you pay attention to, will build a stronghold things that you pay attention to will build a stronghold now understand this he just come out he didn't have to say nothing he didn't say nothing at first they just saw his appearance how many of y'all when you watch tv all of a sudden something come on and you get a dread and you start saying oh lord is that me They start naming out this kind of stuff and that stuff and say, if your body is doing this, you know what I'm saying? But before you can just be having mute on the TV, but when that commercial come on, it's already talking because the enemy wants you to see stuff. He wants you to project stuff. He don't want your focus to be on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So when they saw this Philistine, that brought fear because he was big. This one man, yo, they had a whole army. But it was just one Philistine that they saw. And this is what we're seeing. We're seeing the devil more than we're seeing God. And if you see him more than you see God, yes, you are going to be afraid. But then after that, he started talking after he shown himself. So look, y'all, the enemy after a while, he may not show himself right then because he's still building that stronghold. But look what he said in verse 8. Look at this. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel. I want y'all to hear this. And said unto them, he's speaking words, right? He want them to hear it. Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Now listen at that. Why have you come out? This man was so sure of himself. He said, why are you coming out? Why are you lining up for battle? Come on, don't the enemy tell you that? What what you speaking the word of God for? Ain't going to do you no good. You might as well not say nothing. So he said, why are you coming out? Why are you putting your body, uh, your battle in array? Listen at this. Am not I, am not I a Philistine? Now understand they had wars with the Philistines. But he was reminding them. That's where fear come in. Am I not a Philistine? What did the devil do? He exalted himself. He tried to exalt himself above God. And that he used that word I. He said, am I not a Philistine? So he was messing with their mind right then. And that's what the enemy do. He's going to mess with your mind. He's going to get your focus off. He said, am I not a Philistine and you servants of Saul? So look how little he was making the servants of Saul. 
He was making himself big and he was making them small. He said, am I not a Philistine? And are not you servants of Saul? See, he was making them feel like you're a nobody. Don't the enemy make you? Now you save. You feel with the Holy Ghost. You feel with power. And the enemy is talking junk to you. Look, ain't nobody around but your mind. Y'all know what I mean? Ain't nobody in your house but you. And your mind is doing flips on you. Oh, you ain't saved. You were saved. You wouldn't be acting like you acting. I mean, I'm telling you, the enemy will do this to you. How does he do it? He already got it set up. The stronghold is already there. He watch you. He know your weakness. And whatever your weakness is, he builds upon that. Do y'all think the enemy was going to let you go that easy? See, the enemy was setting up his stuff too. He was setting up strongholds before you were saved. He knew your weak areas. He watched you and he began to set up those strongholds. So when you did come to Christ, he got something on you. And the problem is we have the power. We have the right. We have the authority. But we're letting the enemy dictate to us that he's this Philistine and we're just servants of the most high God. So this is what he was saying to them. And then he said, Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. He was so sure of who he was. And I want to ask you this. The Lord said, are you sure of who you are? He said, that's the first thing we need to learn in the body of Christ. Who we are in Christ. When you know who you are in Christ, it don't matter what people say about you. You don't have to try to say, I'm saved. I've been saved for 20 years. You don't talk to me like that. When you're sure of who you are, you don't have to justify yourself to nobody because you already been justified. You don't have to try to play these games with people because you are sure of who you are. Goliath was so sure of who he was, he wasn't thinking about that army. But one thing the enemy knew, he knew they were afraid. So this is why he could talk all of this to them because he sensed fear in their life and he knew where to attack them at. So the enemy knows your weakness. So he's telling them, you choose a man. And then the next thing that he began to tell them, and this is the part he said, if he's able to fight with me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants. The Bible said, whom you yield your members to. That's whom you're going to serve. So he said, come on, come out and send him to fight me. If y'all win, we will serve you. But if we win, y'all going to have to serve us. I want to ask you again, not only of what are you hearing, but who are you serving? The problem is we don't know that we serve an all-powerful God. We serve a God that cannot be defeated because the victory has already been won. So if the victory has already been won in Jesus Christ, why are we fretting? Why are we fretting? Why do we have fear? You know why? It goes back because we don't know who we are. We don't know who we're serving. So what we do is we keep hearing the lies that the enemy is bringing to us instead of standing up in who we are now that we're in Christ. So the only way that we can deal with the stronghold, y'all, is to know whom we are now that we're in Christ. The Lord began to tell me, he said, what you hear brings a thought. What you think about, it brings imagination. 
And what you imagine produces a stronghold. What you hear, what you hear, is everybody hearing? What you hear is going to bring a thought. You have to hear it to think about it. And then when you begin to think about it, it brings that image. Then when you see that image, you know you already have built a stronghold. So this is why this, this um, Philistine began to talk to them this way. You know, they say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. No, they'll kill you. Because words will either bring faith, produce faith, or to produce fear. And this Philistine knew, if I can get you to bow down to what I'm saying, he said, I got you. This is why I tell people, before you get in relationship with anybody, you better make sure you're in a solid relationship with Jesus Christ. Because they will take you from him. How do I know this? Because the Bible tells you again, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. When you take your mind off of him and put it on off of God and put it on a male or female, you know what's going to happen? They got your attention now. So when God is telling you, I'll never leave you or forsake you, but they're gone, God. Why did they leave me? What's wrong with me? So that shows you that you're not in the place that you need to be in. So this is why Goliath was doing this. So we see that they had a fear. Then the next thing that the Lord began to show me, if you look down in that that scripture, it said that he came out morning and evening saying the same thing for 40 days. That's how a stronghold is built. He keeps saying the same thing over and over again. You ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. Every day that's all you're hearing. You ain't going to make it. Your daddy didn't make it. Your mama barely making it. You ain't going to make it. You ain't going to succeed. You might as well give up. You're going to be nothing. That's why you're by yourself. That's why you don't have a man. That's why you don't have a woman. You always broke. You're working for nothing. You'll never be nothing. And you continually hear that thought when you get up, you hear it throughout the day, and all of a sudden you determine now, well, maybe I'm not going to make it. Stronghold has been built. Because you are agreeing with the enemy. And this is why the enemy does this, y'all. He came out for 40 days. 40 mean testing and trial. 40 whole days, morning and evening, he was here. They were hearing the same words. And the more they heard those words, the more dread came. The more fear came. Because that's all they were hearing. But guess what? They were Israel. They were God's covenant people. They didn't even think about that. Only thing they thought about was what he was saying. Some of you in this room, when you were growing up, even in your mother's womb, you may heard things like, I don't want a girl. I want a boy. And you're a girl. And every day, the mom and daddy rubbing on the belly. Hey, hey, boy, what's up? You my man. You know, you're healthy, you're strong. The baby come out, the baby is a girl. They don't know they have set that baby girl up for homosexuality. Because that's all they heard in that womb. Y'all, this is real. See, the enemy already, see, people wonder, well, why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel like that I'm a man and I know I'm a woman? That's because it had to start in the womb. It had to start, it could have started through the generation where that stronghold was built, but it hit this seed. 
And this is why you have to be in the word of God. You have to be able to hear what God is saying. So when you carry in that child, you speak in the word of God over that child and not what the enemy want to do to that child. So that child come out and that child began to struggle. Struggle with their identity. Feeling like, I know I'm a girl, but I feel like a man. And nobody is helping that. Oh, get out my face. You know you're a girl. Look in the mirror. You look just like a girl. But the enemy has set their mind up to believe. No, I'm a man. And guess what happens, y'all? Remember I says, what you hear brings a thought. That thought brings an image. And that image produces stronghold. The child is looking in the mirror and see a man. Don't see a girl no more. This is what's happening in the world, y'all. The enemy builds these strongholds. People are stuck in bondage due to their way of thinking. And we, as the people of God, if we don't get into our word and apply this word to us, we can't even help what's going on around us. We cannot even help somebody come out of the place that they're in. So when the enemy keep bringing that thought and bringing that thought and bringing that thought and you letting that thought go, It's a stronghold in your life. If you find yourself getting angry out of nowhere and nobody ain't really said nothing to make you that angry, you got a stronghold somewhere because it ain't taking much to bring that out of you. And I don't care how much you apologize. See, let's let's quit apologizing when we don't mean it. You can apologize all day long, but if you don't get into the word and know what the word of God says, you're going to go back to that same pattern. How many notice that people go back to the same pattern after a week? They're acting just as crazy as they ever acted because they ain't getting into the word of God and dealing with what they have been doing. So you can say all you want. I'm so sorry. I won't do it no more. But when you press the right button and ask them the right thing, they're going to come at you even stronger than they come at you before. Why? Because a stronghold cannot be uprooted overnight. If you had it for 20 years, you're going to have to get into that word of God day and night, just like Goliath did. You're going to have to start studying to show yourself approved. You're going to have to start saying, Holy Spirit, show me me. Because guess what? It ain't always everybody else. It's you. Well, if they hadn't have said this, I wouldn't have done that. But just because they said that, that don't mean you should have done that. Because when you know who you are in Christ, you're going to love them even though they're hating you. You're going to bless them even though they're cursing you. Why? Because you're not in that same place that you used to be in. So God is saying today, until we get rid of these strongholds, then we're going to be in the same place we were 20 years ago. So until you're willing to deal with you and these areas that you have left unguarded for the enemy to come in and take control of, You're going to still be talking the same thing, just a different day. If you hear a person talking the same pattern over and over again, whining, just like the Israelites, then they need to deal with that stronghold that's in their life. It is time for us to do like David, y'all. Thank God for a warrior coming on the scene. Because after they heard all of this, dealing from this Philistine for 40 days, David is sent. The father is sending David to check on his brothers. 
When David get there, David is hearing what they're saying. And listen what they tell David. And it said here in verse 24, And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled for him, and they were so afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have ye seen this man that has come up? This is what they're telling David. Have you seen this man that come up? But look how David answered them in, in the next verse, in verse 26. And David said, for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David knew who he was. He said, we in covenant with God. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He don't have no covenant with God. And you whining about this man? So then this is what happened. When you know who you are, the enemy going to send somebody to knock you down, to intimidate you, to make you feel like you're not who you say you are in Christ. And guess who it was? His brother, Elab. He's going to ask him. He said, um, why come down hither? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Look how he trying to intimidate his own brother. Look how he trying to bring, make him feel intimidated like he's a nobody. But guess what David did? David didn't pay his brother no mind. David began to say the same thing that he always said. See, David knew that God was his protector. He knew that God was his deliverer. See, when we know who we are in Christ, no matter what the enemy is saying to us, we're going to still speak the same thing. Our confession ain't going to change. You're going to stand on that same confession. If God done it then, God is going to do it now. It don't matter what the enemy is saying to me. It don't matter if the enemy say you sick. No, the devil is a lie. I am the healed of the Lord. Your body is cutting up. I'm still the healed of the Lord. You ain't going to make it. I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You're going to stand on that same confession. You ain't going to change your confession. But we're changing our confession because we put more faith in the enemy than we are in God. After a while, when it seemed like it ain't happening, then we begin to think about it. Well, maybe I should do this. But did God tell you to do it? Did God tell you to come down on what he said? See, David didn't change his confession. And then here come old Goliath now. He began to talk to David. And then, and, and well, first of all, it was the armor. They took him to Saul because David wouldn't change what he was saying. And he stood in front of Saul and he spoke words to Saul and Saul giving him his armor. Who would want Saul's armor? Saul couldn't fight in it. So who would take Saul's armor? See, this is what God's saying. We, the people of God in the church, is trying to live off somebody else's faith. We're trying to get a word from somebody else instead of getting in the word. See, I used to play these tricks, y'all. You say prophet, I'm going to find out where they are and I'm going to get me some answers. Then I'm on the phone trembling, scared what they might say. They might say my time is up. I better hang up this phone. So see, this is what I'm saying. We try to get a quick fix. And after a while, it get old. You don't have that feeling no more. It just don't feel right no more. Because... I don't know if that's right or not. You know why? I didn't know it was right because I wasn't in the word for myself. I remember I called this lady, y'all, and I was going through. And when I, when I dialed a number, she picked up the phone. Only thing I could hear is some high tongues. I'm like, well, Lord have mercy. Who have I called today? She's just speaking in them high tongues. And so I said, hello, hello. You called me at the right time. I'm up in the heavenlies. I'm like, okay. So 
She said, I'm up there with God. And she began to prophesy to me. And I got scared. I'm like, I know you up there with God, but I don't know if I need to receive this today. Okay, thank you, bye. (laughs) Who does that? So I said, no, 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 I can't deal with that. Because, see, I wanted a quick fix. Y'all know how sometimes, well, I don't know, people that are on drugs, they try to find that high again. I was trying to find that high. I couldn't find it no more. That's what happened with drugs. That's why people keep taking the drugs. If you get, you know, you, you, y'all know? Somebody know. <laughs> you try to find that high. You snort that stuff, and then you feel like you need some more of that stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Feel like you need some more, but you can't find it no more. So this is what was happening with the word of God. It was getting old, y'all, because I was hearing them, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't touching where I was hurting no more. So this is what I'm saying. David, he was, Saul said, here, take my armor. David said, "Uh uh-uh, I can't wear these. See, David had to go on what he believed. See, this is what I'm telling y'all. I'm getting to it. Y'all waking up now. He had to go on what he believed. You can't go on somebody else's faith. God has given all of us the same measure of faith. I can't go on apostles' faith. You know, I can hear what apostle is saying, but it's going to come a day or time when apostle, what she's saying ain't going to touch me no more because I have to get into it and get the illumination and the revelation for myself so I can stand on my own and don't have to say, well, apostle, answer this for me. Well, apostle, is this going to happen? Well, apostle, this is what they say. I have to know what God is saying to me. So that means I'm trying to take on what she has to live my life based upon what she's saying. I can't do that. And this is what David recognized. He could not take Saul's armor. So I want to ask you today, who are you riding off of? And if they are letting you ride off of them, they're proud and they're arrogant. Because they're not letting you get to know God for yourself. Quit calling every prophet. Because they say they're a prophet. Because you need to watch their lifestyle. You need to watch how they're living. You need to see if they're before God before you go before them. Because if God have not sent you to them, you don't need to go to them for them to figure out your life. God knows the plan and purpose for your life. The enemy is just trying to set you up. He wants you to depend on man more than he wants you to depend on God. But guess what? He wouldn't take that armor. Do y'all know what he took? Y'all know the story. Y'all read about David. But David began to decree and declare, if God save me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear he can save me from this uncircumcised philistine who was he putting his trust in he was putting it in god and god alone and i like what david began to tell goliath he said then david said to the philistine thou come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield but i come to thee in the name of the lord of hosts The God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hands. Now look at this. David knew it wasn't going to be him that do it. He knew it was going to be the Lord because his trust, his dependency was in God. So as David said, he would deliver you into my hands. He played it out and told him what was going to happen. Y'all know what happened. David took that one stone. Hit Goliath in the head. It wasn't the end of it. This is where we miss it. 
You may knock him down, but he's going to get back up. David said, I ain't going to play with you today. I'm going to kill you for real. He knocked him down, stood on him, and took his own sword and cut off his head. See, until you cut off the head of your enemy, you ain't done nothing because he's going to pop back up. You got to get the head. You get the head, everything else die. I'm going to give you uh, an example. Why do you think the devil used you to get to me? Because if you kill the head, the body going to die. Y'all didn't know? See, that's why he used leaders to try to get me off my game. He want to get the head, that's why he used the leaders. See, he started at the bottom and worked his way to the top. So see, one day he might get a toe. People might make it without that toe for a little bit, right? But let him get the foot. We're going to have some opposition, ain't it? So each day he's going to work with the members in the body of Christ to try to get to that head. But David knew who he was, y'all. He knew who he was in Christ. So he killed Goliath. So the Lord is saying today, until you get the stronghold, the stronghold is the root. Until you get the root of that tree, everything around it won't die because it's living from the root. See, whatever stronghold you're dealing in your life, if you pull up that stronghold, everything around it dies. And see, what we deal with, we deal with the stuff around the stronghold. That's what the enemy wants you to deal with. Because he still got a hold on you with that stronghold. So how do we get rid of these strongholds? First of all, faith come by hearing. And hearing come by the word of God. You have to get in the word. Y'all, this is no game. See, that's why I say we need to quit playing church. If you're not going to get into this word, I'm not talking about coming in here on Sunday, coming in on Tuesday and say you've been there. You ain't there yet. You got to take this word and apply it to your life. You got to say, God, what is this word saying to me today? This is why the Bible say we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We spending too much time fighting against each other. The time we spend fighting against each other, he know we're not going to get into this word. So when things happen in your life, you know what? The first thing we, we start accusing the brother or the sister. No, your discerning of spirit is supposed to tell you what's behind the brother and sister. This is why you have the gifts of the spirit. So quit looking at, well, I wouldn't have done it if this one hadn't done it. I wouldn't have said it. If she, it don't matter who said what. Know what's behind that person. Get to the root of it. When you get to the root of it, you can begin to bind and you can begin to lose. And that person don't have to stay in that same position no more. See, we're supposed to strengthen our brother. If you have gotten over that area, God is going to allow you to see that area in somebody else's life. And you begin to decree and declare over their life. I bind that right now. I bind that stronghold. I pull it down right now in the name of Jesus. You shall not intimidate them anymore. God didn't give them the spirit of fear, but the power of love and of a sound mind. You begin to decree and declare over their lives. And then you will begin to see change. Sometimes people don't even see what's happening in their lives. So the Bible said the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal. That means fleshly. But they're mighty to, through God for the what? Pulling down strongholds. This is how you do it. By what? Casting down imaginations and reasoning. When your mind begin to reason and it's coming against the knowledge of God, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, we don't. We leave it. 
We're too lazy to get rid of it. So we keep letting our mind play these tricks over and over and over and over again. But he said, you got to cast down these imaginations, these reasonings, these high things that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. If you're not doing this, y'all, the only thing you're doing is helping that stronghold get stronger. So we have to pull it down. We can't wait on nobody to pull it down for us. Guess what? They ain't in your head. That's your head. That's your brain. So whatever the enemy is bringing you, if he tell you, oh, you're going to be sick. And you keep hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and you don't do nothing with it. Guess what? You become sick because you're not saying, "Uh uh-uh, I don't receive that. By Jesus Christ, I was already healed. No, you're going to be just like your, your mama. You're going to be, no, the devil is a lie. I am the healed of the Lord because the word says that I am healed. By his stripes, I am already healed. I denounce that right now in Jesus' name. Every mind-boggling spirit that's coming against my mind, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I have the mind of Christ. Oh, no, you're not going to make it. You're not going to have enough money to pay your bills. The devil is a lie. God has already supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So what I'm doing, I'm casting down. Oh, you're weak today. Devil is a lie. I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. So you got to keep casting down. Y'all, sometimes it's an all day thing. It's according to where you are. Now, when you get stronger in him and it come, boom, it's gone. You're gone about your business. But if you ain't been in the word of God, he's going to keep harassing you. Those words are going to keep coming at you. Look at you. You're by yourself. Nobody don't want you. They ain't never wanted you. You need to lose some weight. He might be telling somebody you need to gain some weight in some right areas and maybe you'll find a man. Then you go in the mall and then you see a mummy sitting up there, a little dummy sitting up there and she looking so smooth and, and you saying, I wish I looked like, see, I told you. That's why nobody don't like you. You need to lose some weight. You need to be just like that dummy right there. Then you go home and you ain't eating nothing. Now you're anorexic. Is that it? Because you let your thoughts take you over. Then you keep trying on dresses and they still ain't fitting. Now you went from a nine to a size six and you still think you're big. Why? You got a stronghold in your mind. You're looking in the mirror and you look like you look like a whale. But you you ain't no whale. And everybody's telling you, oh, you're getting so little. And then you're saying, now why you say that? You know I'm big. I'm not little. I'm big. No, you're not. Have you looked in the mirror? Yes, I did. And I'm just too big. My clothes are just too um, little for me. And they looking so anorexic. That's a stronghold, y'all. But you know what psychologists do? See, it takes the word of God to bring you out. It's going to take the word of God to bring you out. This is the only thing that's going to bring you out. God created you. He created your body. Y'all, please, I'm telling you, listen. You got people committing suicide. Because they got strongholds in their minds, thinking that nobody loved them. They'll never have nobody. Mom and daddy don't even love me. 
But when you begin to minister this word and God will send somebody to you to constantly minister, you have to call them 24-7. Y'all, when I was going through depression, y'all, God spoke to me for a whole month from the time I got up to the time I laid down for a whole month. And I never forget, it was the whole month of June. From the time my feet hit the floor, I could hear the spirit of the Lord just speaking. I would go down the road, the spirit of the Lord just speaking. And I got through that day and I said, Lord, I thank you. Tomorrow going to be better than this day. So I'm telling you, the enemy, if he gets your mind, he has your body. So God is saying it is time for you to go into this word, use this word, do what this word is saying. Quit depending on everybody else. You're not by yourself. God has given you life. And he wants you to have that life and have it more abundantly. God said, if you want to change your living, change the way you're thinking. This is the only way your living is going to change. Quit depending on other people for success. Depend on him and him alone. But Miracle Temple, we have to work through the word of pulling this stuff up. Because if you don't pull it up, you're going to go back to the same pattern. This is why people are dropping out of church. Because of strongholds. And they're hearing something somebody didn't even say to them. When you start hearing stuff and they say, I didn't say that to you. Yes, you did. I heard what you say. And then, and then you say, wait a minute. Kwana, did, did, I, did you hear me say that? No, this is what you said. Uh-uh, that ain't what she said. This is what she said. And everybody's like, Kevin, what's wrong with you? That's a stronghold. So God says, time now to get rid of these strongholds. And you have what you need. The word of God. Go back and read David and Goliath. See where it began and see where it ended. A stronghold will keep you in bondage due to your way of thinking, and it's based upon what you hear. And if you're hearing death, then that's what your life is centered around death. God said it's time to empty out and put in the words of life. Take one day at a time when you. The, the thought that you're hearing over and over and over again, that same thought, that's that stronghold. And that's what you start dealing with first. And when you start dealing with that, guess what's going to happen? Everything else is going to begin to fall off. And when we begin to fall off, you're going to know that you're free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Don't try to build your life around anything or anyone. Build your life around the word of God. Do y'all remember Elijah when he defeated the prophets of Baal, he did it with the help of the Lord. Guess what? He got a message from Jezebel. Now, this was a man that God gave him power to do what he done. Soon as Jezebel sent him a message telling him, if your life don't be like the life of those, you know, telling him that they were gonna, she was going to kill him, guess what Elijah did? When he heard the words, he saw, and he took off running for his life. Now, this was a man that just delivered a message about it wasn't going to be no rain. And God fed him. God kept him. And this is what he allowed to bring him down. What have you allowed to bring you down today through what you have heard? God said, get rid of all those thoughts. Those thoughts that don't line up with the word of God, God said, you're supposed to dismiss those thoughts through the word of God. If you're not taking your time to get into the word of God, guess what? Satan is building a stronghold in your mind. He's building a fortress. He's keeping you from getting what God has already provided because you're going back to that same thought. You know, we talk good games. We talk what people want to hear. 
But there's a battle going on on the inside of you. And God said the only way that you can come out of that is through trusting, depending on my word. His word is sure. His word is true, y'all. His word will not change. Y'all, let's leave everything out except this word. When we do this, it will work, y'all. I'm a living witness. This will work. It will take time. But I'm telling y'all, a stronghold ain't funny. It's no game. I had one in my life. I'll never forget it. It had me to the point of somebody can come up to me and breathe on me. And I caught what they had just that quick. Because the enemy had a phobia in my mind dealing with sickness. And I remember I went to work and I was a director. I'm helping somebody. This is nothing to play with. And this girl come in my office and she was telling me the attacks that she was having with her body. And she needed some time off. And I'm listening to her because I'm her boss. When that girl left out of my office, I went home. And my husband is a witness. We were playing volleyball in the yard. And all of a sudden, I said, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I had picked up what she had said just that quick. And there was nothing wrong with me. Why? Because I had a stronghold in my mind. Phobias. Dealing with sickness. Some of y'all got a phobia of sickness. Some of y'all afraid of sickness. So as soon as anybody say something, your body grab it just that quick because that's the way you got your body programmed. What did I have to do every day? I had to get into the word and say, God, your word said by Jesus Christ, I was already healed. God, you said you got me shielded. You got me protected. I'm dwelling in the secret place of the most high. God, you have me in a bubble. No weapon formed against me, God, today shall prosper. And I mean, I will speak that every day. God didn't give me the spirit of fear, but he gave me the power of love and of a sound mind. And guess what, y'all? I worked in the hospital. I had to look at all diagnoses that come through. I'm the director, so I had to check over stuff. And my eyes was like, Jesus. And I would go there where the people was. That's just how strong that stronghold was. At night, tossing and turning, thinking about I'm going to get this or I'm going to get that. But I had to cast it down. What am I telling you today? If you don't deal with it, it would deal with you. They wanted to give me medicine. Medicine couldn't even help me, y'all. You know why? Because I already had my body programmed to believe what it wanted to believe. And this is the trick with your body. Remember I told you we confuse our bodies. We tell our bodies you heal. Then after we tell the body we heal, then you say, oh, no, you sick. So the body is just like this right here, double-minded. Don't know what to do. Well, you're telling me I'm healed. Now you're telling me I'm sick. Which one you want me to be? So my body was doing just like this because I was double-minded. One minute I'm okay, the next minute I'm not okay. So I had to get my body on one medication. And I had to keep it there. So I would say, body, this is what you are today. This is what you shall be. This is what you shall always be. The stuff try to come attack. Yeah, oh, no, 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 you can't come up in here today. The devil is a lie. I bind you in the name of Jesus. So that's how we have to handle it. And the more you get your body right like that, your body ain't going to do nothing but do what you tell it to do. But if you get your body to believe, oh, Lord, I forgot to take this. Oh, Lord, I forgot to take. Oh, let me get this. I better do this before I leave out of here today. Guess what your body is looking for? What you've been giving it. So this is why you got to program your mind. You program your mind, your body is going to fall intact, y'all. If you tell your body you're tired, guess what that body going to do? Be tired. 
If you tell that body, oh, you strengthened today. You're strengthened. You're more than a conqueror. Guess what your body going to do? You're going to feel the strength. Why? It's coming from God because you're his temple. The power of God is in you. Quit doing false confessions. You believe what you're saying and your body will follow what you say. Don't confuse your body. So it's time, y'all, get into this word of God. Cast down these thoughts. Let God be who he is on the inside of you. Yes, we fall down, but we do get back up with the help of the Lord. So it's time to change your confession. Be like David. Don't look at Goliath. Look at him. Keep your focus on him. Look at your neighbor. Say, it will work if you want it to work. Say, you can uproot these strongholds that's in your life if you allow the Holy Spirit to help you first thing is you got to admit it to quit it say you got to admit it to quit it don't admit it if you ain't gonna quit it give God a hand clap of praise It's time for a change in the body of Christ. So I'm going to ask you again, what are you hearing? What have you heard? If it don't line up with the word, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? If you don't cast it down, it's going to bring dread, unbelief, and doubt. You're supposed to speak what the words say speak, not what the world is saying or speaking. Amen? I'm telling you, y'all, this will work. You got to get in here and take your medicine, which is the word of God. It will work. And I want to say this. I want to use um, Jennifer Simpson for a testimony. We have heard this before. Come up, Jennifer. But the reason why I'm doing this is to let you know how much the word works, y'all. If you trust the word more than you trust in your situation, you will see God move in your life. The stronger the stronghold it will take longer to uproot it, but you will know that that root is coming up. Um, well, I'm going to start off like this. 17 years ago, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, the doctors had set me up on the medication and all of this, and I was so young. I was like, Ma, I don't want to accept this. I said, I'm not going to accept this sickness, Ma. I said, I'm too young. I'm not going to accept it. I'm just not going to accept it. So I took all the medication, all the um, paperwork, threw it in a trash can, and I read Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5 every day for, been, um, for like 17 years. I'm standing, I'm still standing on it right now because you know the enemy, he always try to bring back symptoms of to make you feel like you're still sick. So I'm still standing on it. But like Pastor said, this word, it really does work. And I've been standing on Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. I take that three, I read it three times a day at first. Whenever they, I first got the diagnosis, I read it three times a day. Just like a doctor would tell you to take medication three times a day, I read the word three times a day. And I'm 17 years strong and... God has healed me. Now, Jennifer, standing on that word, did God give you confirmation of what he said? Yes. How did he give you the confirmation? The confirmation came through. Um, I used to um, 
I used to shake a lot. I used to shake and, 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 oh, the confirmation. What's the, oh my God, I'm so confused right now. The confirmation meaning, how did, what Meaning do you, that you were standing. You didn't tell nobody what you were doing. Right, okay, yeah. I didn't, I didn't tell nobody what I was going through because a lot of the times we tell people, tell people stuff and it spreads. People don't, it's not where you're at what I'm saying. They're not where you're at. They're not on the level you are. So it's best that you sometimes to keep it to yourself. And and if, you, if you're not, if you're not, if if you don't have the, the, the trust in the person that you're talking with, don't tell them. Just don't tell them. It's, it's just, it's, you just don't need to tell them. Because it, it, it just spreads and and it get all out of whack. So, so yeah. But let me tell you about a confirmation. (laughs) The reason why I'm doing this, y'all, to let you know, like she said, she didn't tell nobody. She just trusted God. And like she said, you can't tell, even people you love, you can't tell them what you're going through. I'm going to tell you why. Because they love you so much, they will change your confession. They will change what you believe in because you trust in God. And you can't tell everybody what you're going through because they'll be looking at you funny. Yes, they do. You all right? What's wrong with you? Anyway... So Jennifer didn't tell nobody, but it was on a Tuesday night or a Sunday. You come up in here for service. I can't remember. You come up in for service. You were coming up, and God spoke to you and said, you already here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let me tell you about that. Yeah, that's, that's the confirmation. Yeah, I came up here. It was a service. Pastor had an altar call, and she called, and I came up here, and, and um, she touched me. And a warm sensation from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet went through my body. And that was my confirmation. That's my confirmation that let me know God had already healed me. I'm sorry. Yeah, now, that, now, but look at this. Sorry. I'm going to tell you what God will do for you. He'll let you take this robe, Lord have mercy, and you're taking it by yourself. And this is something, y'all, even in a marriage, your wife may love you so much and your husband may love you so much. Sometimes you can't even share nothing with them because they'll be, you know, all up on it. But when you going down this road, whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance, whatever it may be, and you trust in God right by yourself, you ain't telling nobody nothing because you have a promise. You have a word from the Lord. And every day you're dealing with this, it's like a roller coaster. It's just coming left and right. And you just like calling out, God, God, you have to help me. But you ain't turning nowhere else but God. And he's hearing your cry. And the only thing he may say on day one is, trust me. God, is that all you're going to say? See, because you don't have the meaning of what trust mean at that point. So he's saying, trust me. So you're saying, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. I believe I can get through today. So you get through that day. And you don't go back in your words. You're just hearing God say, trust me. So then the next day seemed like it's coming on even stronger. But you're hearing, God, you say, trust you. So, God, I'm going to trust you. But then you hear another part, trust in me with all your heart. Okay, God, you say, trust you, trust in me with all my heart. Well, what's wrong with my heart? The devil said, I told you there was something wrong with your heart. <laughs> Y'all think I'm playing. These are strongholds. I told you something wrong with your heart. But then the Lord say, the Holy Spirit say, uh-uh. Go back and read that verse. Trust me. He said, now I want you to break down trust, what it means to rely on, to depend on me, Amanda, 
a light come on. Okay, God, you telling me I don't have to go nowhere. You saying trust you. You want me to learn how to trust you. You want me to learn how to rely on you. So, okay, God, I'm going to rely on you. He said, but Amanda, it's a hard thing. Okay, God, I'm trusting you. I'm relying on you. He said, but your heart ain't trusting me because you got doubt in your heart. So you can't even start speaking. See how you add now? You can't even start speaking to this mountain because you got doubt there. So I need for you to get rid of this doubt. Well, God, how do I get rid of the doubt? I thought I was doing good. I'm trusting you. I'm relying on you because I ain't telling nobody. I ain't going nowhere. He said, no, but you still ain't got there yet. He said, because your heart is full of, full of anxiety. It's full of fear. It's full of all these things. Well, God, how do I get this stuff out of my heart? He said, your thinking is off. So he said, I want you to go in the word and I want you to find scriptures on trust. I want you to find scriptures on faith. And I want you to start meditating on those scriptures because now you're going to be like a tree now. You're going to be planted beside the rivers of living water. You're going to be living off of me and not off of anything else. So when the storms come in your life, you may sway a little bit, but you ain't going to be uprooted because you're trusting me, Amanda. So every day I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. So God say, I'm preparing you now. I'm the one making you ready for what you need. So after I go through the process, and y'all, I'm only halfway there. I come into a service like Jennifer. And I ain't worrying about nobody calling me up or nothing. I ain't worrying about getting no word. I'm just glad I'm here. I'm glad that I can fellowship now. Because see, I couldn't even come out of my house without thinking crazy but now I can lift my hands and I can just say thank you Jesus so they're saying now the woman in white I need for you to come forth thank you Jesus don't touch her so you come forth and then they look at you and they say because you trust him with all your heart and you didn't lean to your own understanding but you acknowledge him in all your ways you're going to be like a tree Woo! Planted beside the rivers of living waters that shall not be moved when the storms come. And now you can speak unto your mountain and it's going to move because you trust me. So y'all going too fast. You're trying to do it yourself. But God said, I'm preparing you to take you where I want you to be. But you're holding on to too many. He said, I want you to trust me to the point of that you're saying, you got me. Hallelujah, God. God, you got me. Yes, God. God, I don't have to be in this place no more because you got me, God, because you're Elohim. God, you're El Shaddai. You're the almighty God. You're Jehovah Rapha. You're the healer. So that's where he want us to be. God says, so where are you? Are you going to allow me to take you on this journey? Are you going to still hold on to everybody else? He said, when you let go of it, it's a guarantee. It will let go of you. We're holding on to too many it's, y'all. When we got the all-powerful one on the inside of us, we're having too many pity parts. We're trying to baby people too much instead of allowing them to grow up in him. That's why people don't want to be taught. They want quick fixes. Prophet come in town. They just want to work for that prophet. They leave, leaving their cheese. The next day, they can't get out of bed. They're still depressed. See, I want to be taught so I know how to come out of where I am. 
Because you can't take one person home with you. Everybody can't take this person home with you because you saw somebody do something. No, they're going to my house tonight. No, they're going to my house tonight. They're trying to cut you in pieces. But when you know him, he's going to go everywhere. Come here, Jennifer. He's going to go everywhere. Guess what? That you go. Because when you grab hold to him, he does a finish work. God said, let me complete my work. Because daughter, you are complete in me. Did I not say that it's finished? And if I say, daughter, it's finished. Not only for you, but for your whole house. When I save you, daughter, he said, your whole house, see your whole house safe. See your whole house free. God say, let it go. Let it go. See, because the enemy, he bring people to try to take you off course. To try to ask you questions. To stir up something that is not me stirring up. It is finished. Go in peace. And I say today, peace. to tell 